Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. So this is Isaac. And this is Megan. Hey, and welcome to hopefully a regular episode. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Did you like forget the intro? You didn't say like the intro. What intro? The hidden in the shadows intro. I just did it. Oh, you did? Okay. I don't know. Pay Sorry, attention. guys. No, I <laughs> like the last three days I've been suffering with really bad like third eye migraines. And I don't know if it's related to like something medically or something spiritually. And it just sucks. Like, it sucks. So, but it's my fault. I don't create boundaries with spirits and I need to, I need to start doing that. The more my third eye opens, the more I need to create the boundaries, like be able to shut it off at times. And I haven't been. So, of course, you know, this month the veil is thin. So my ass is getting spanked. Mm. Literally. Not, not, not literally. That's weird. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, okay. Awkward. All right. All right. Uh, he's moving on to. We don't really have a haunted update, do we? Uh, not much. Not, not really. We haven't. We last episode. We haven't really. I don't think we really investigated either. Um, I did have a really awesome bonus episode with Laura Bogan. If anybody wants to check her out, yes. her content is really, really like good. She's on TikTok and Instagram. She has a book and everything. And uh, me and her talked and we went into some crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, like soul contracts, past life stuff, manifestation a little bit and all the above. So yeah, so we got that one coming. Um, I think coming, I just- it's out already. You. I mean, Dingleberry. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I was. I was thinking about the other episode I recorded. Uh, yeah, we believe in the bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So we have. Well, Isaac has an episode coming out with "Believe in the Bizarre," which you know they're awesome. Check them out. Yeah, and I was. I thought the conversation would go towards aliens, but we kind of went off on another thing, which yeah. was surprising. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting the conversation, and that will be coming out this this week. So look forward to Wednesday. that. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking about. Work experiences. So this is like, cause I've always been kind of intrigued by stuff, you know, like stuff that kids have said to babysitters or, you know, entities that maybe medical personnel have seen at hospitals or even weird stuff that park rangers have dealt with. So I kind of wanted to make it a full episode and basically call it work experiences. So, yeah, and I have a couple. Straight and some of these experiences, like it's hard. You don't know if it's a paranormal, if you don't know if it's an actual freaking person. So, yeah, that, one of my main fears, um, not main fears, is or things I worry about when I do my job, which yeah, if you don't know, I think I talked about it before, but uh, I work for a um, furniture company or appliance, kind of like all like kind of all the same, um, that sells and leases product and stuff like that. So when people don't pay their bill, I have to go knock on the door and ask them where the money is. Ugh. Essentially, anyway. So, but some of these times I go out in the boonies, uh, in like the Onslow County, North Carolina area, uh, out like in you know, basically there's no one, there's like one house, and then you know, you got a couple miles to the next house and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I always worry about is when I knock on a door and the door like swings open by itself, and there's no one in there because like a murderer was in there or something, or I'm busted in on like something else, or like the house is abandoned. I don't know. Yeah. Well, then again, you like repoing is dangerous to begin with. Cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been, been threatened to be like shot at and like get off my property and like, yeah, I'm gonna kick our ass or some other bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually, sh- I'm gonna share a couple of stories that I had working for, I'm not gonna say the actual name. Um, but what are they gonna do? Uh, that's true. I'm not, I'm, I'm not <laughs> working for them anymore, but basically I worked for Walmart and, I worked on the one, yeah, it, it was, it's on the like, I hate to say, like, not slummier part of town, but like, there's a lot of like drug situations and weird stuff that goes on there. Like, put it to you this way. Okay. I'm not even kidding. I worked at customer service and I came in contact with a lot of people. 75% of those people had mugshots on the, Onzo County, like, <laughs> mugshot place. So that just, that just tells you. And I have a couple stories from there because, uh, I don't even know if it's like paranormal. It's just crazy. Like, the situations that I've been through. Oh, oh, I know which one I can open up with. Mm-hmm. So just because 
Okay. So, like I said, I worked customer service and I also worked as a cashier. Um, I worked there for about three years and, uh, I was pregnant with my son while working there. I basically worked up to about like eight, eight and a half months. Um, and then I just had to stop because it was too much on, you know, standing on your feet. Anyway, so I was on self checkout and I wasn't supposed to be there because it would like the complete, like just standing there. And the walking would, would literally give me like false contractions. So I had to be about six, seven months and I'm standing there and I feel this woman staring at me and I don't necessarily get like a bad vibe from her, but I don't get uh, like a good vibe. And so I just, you know, like ignore her and walk to the other direction and um, I still see her staring at me. She, you know, pays for herself. And she looks like a normal woman. Like, there's not anything creepy about her. Like, you know, she just looks normal. Anyways, so I turn around and she is getting ready to leave, but she's like right next to me. And she goes, can I bless your belly? And before I can even like get anything out, and I was like trying to, because at that time I had abilities and obviously being pregnant kind of amplifies it. But like I, I wasn't really tuned into them because um, I feel like if I were, Walmart would have drove me mad <laughs> uh, just because the amount of people you come in contact with and everything. Anyway, so before I could even say no, before I could even say like yes or anything, she starts touching my belly, which I don't think that's I don't like that to begin with because. <laughs> Random people go to you. Oh, can I touch your bed? No, I don't like that because I feel like that's a very personal thing, you know? Mm. And my grandmother, she's Italian, so she tells me all these super stupid things. Don't let me. Well, she doesn't have that kind of accent. She has a New York <laughs> Where accent. Where are you going to go? Yeah. <laughs> she has a New York don't accent. Don't let her touch your belly. Yeah, no. She has a New York type accent, but um, from up north. But um, she basically, you know, don't let anybody touch your belly. It's a big thing. And so, like, before I can even, like, she just, like, grabbed my belly. And she starts speaking in this language I have never in my life heard before. And I was like, you know, I was thinking in my head, what the hell is this? Is this like maybe Arabic? Maybe it almost sounded Latin, but I knew like, like it felt like time had stopped for a second. Like it did not feel right. And so she was like in this weird weird state like i don't even know what the heck happened and then i keep freaking out because i remember my grandmother telling me you're not supposed to have anybody touch your belly it's bad superstition type of thing especially if it's not like your family and so um and now that i think about it i really shouldn't have done that because like evil eye shit and all that stuff so um as she's done and she goes you know like thank you for that and i was like what the fuck like, what is going on? Did she say No, she starts walking out and turns back around, like, heel, like, on her heels, turns around and goes, he's going to be a good one. And I didn't even tell her what I was having. I didn't, like, I knew what I was having, but I really didn't tell anybody what I was having. And the fact that she, oh, my God. It was, it bothered me for days. Like, it still is, is, is like a memory that's so prolific in my head that, like, Ugh. You never do any weirdos, but I think it's because of my my uh, appearance. I really yeah. uh, gives me a wide berth to you know people trying to do weird things. Yeah, but um. But, so real quick before you what? go on, anybody that's pregnant, I'm telling you this as a message: do not, if it's not your family, even if it's your family, can it could technically have evil. Like they can give you evil. Yeah, um, depending on your family, but. Um, don't let anybody touch your belly when you're pregnant. That's just, unless it's like your husband, or boyfriend, or even like your friend, refrain from that. Definitely don't let strangers say some weird language blessing over your stomach. <laughs> I mean, Killian's fine. There's no- yeah, yeah. He's fine and everything. And you are protected, like, especially when you're pregnant, like, you know, all of that. But still, freaking weird. Yeah. Like, oh. I know you told me that. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, I remember running to my, because I worked with my sister at the time, and I was, like, almost crying. Like, I don't know. I didn't even have a chance to say no. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, 
and I was fr- I was freaked out, and I specifically went to the doctor the next day to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, like it freaked me out. So don't let random strangers. Like now, if I were to do it, I would have been like, "Bitch, back up." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but the only times I ever experienced anything paranormal, not. Not, well, like I said, I never really dealt with, with weirdos. Even my current job right now. I mean, I deal with like strange people, but majority of them are just like, you know, your typical, you know, backwoods redneck kind of people and stuff like that. But, uh, when I worked at the mall, mm-hmm. um, I worked at a store called, uh, Suncoast, which is like a movie store. That's also yeah. pop culture shit too. But we have like aisles of like rows of like movies. And if you ever into a blockbuster, I'm, I'm fucking talking old and old. Most <laughs> people are like, what? What's it? But, uh, uh, a display store essentially has one shelf and opposite shelf, and you can see over that shelf. It's not yeah. really tall, but those kind of things we had just had movies on there. I have four of them, and I remember. It, it, granted, it's a very small store. If you've been in malls, like you can basically a very small store, not very big, like a GameStop or something. And I was in an aisle, and I remember I was putting stuff away or like like stuff we got in stock, and uh, I see a white shirt turn the corner. And I always keep, keep track of customers that come in and leave because, you know, they get still shit. Uh, and I saw, oh, a customer. Let me see if they need help or anything. So I walk over there. There's no one there. Ooh. Literally less than a second from me seeing that, that white shirt turn the corner to me walking over there. Like, oh, okay. Because I wanted to be sure that they, I'm right hand on them in the sense like that. Mm-hmm. No one. And I was like, mm. what the hell? And then I'm talking to one of the other uh, assistant manager guys because I was a manager at that time. And he was, I asked him, Hey, uh, you spend anything paranormal here? Oh, he goes, Oh, yeah, the store's haunted. I'll go, What? Oh, that's great. And he goes, Yeah, it's haunted by, uh, this ghost. We, I, I call him Fred. Fred? You call him Fred? Why Fred? Is that his name? He's like, No, I just, I thought there was a name for, for him. I was like, All right. Cause he said that, um, the, the manager at the time, I forget, I forget her name. Uh, she was in the back talking to a district guy that came in. And they were in the back talking, and in the in the back area, I mean, it's like your typical room, and they have shelves with stuff on top of back stock. And they were talking, and this thing flew off the shelf and landed on the ground, like near there where they were standing. Oh dang! Right, and <laughs> the 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 manager, she was like, I was like, I oh, don't worry about it. that. Kind of happens all the time. And district guy was like, All right, and they kind of got out of the back room. Oh my gosh! But I've been there at night sometimes. Cause I would have to close that place, right? And mm-hmm. in the dark in the back, I never experienced anything. Granted. This is way before I had my ability, so I couldn't tell you what year or nay. Um, but yeah, I, that's like first of all, I saw clearly like a white shirt around the corner of me thinking it was a person. Mm-hmm. But when I worked at, um, where was it? I'm trying to think. I know like in a back room area, but I think, oh, no, was it? No. Damn it, I can't remember. I want to say a grocery place, but I can't remember where the hell it was. Oh, the old, uh, Grocery store, the old uh, grocery store called H E B, and it basically it moved from its one location to its new location, which is like maybe I don't know, two hundred yards away from the old yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, in the back room area of the old one, um, a guy was telling me a story one time that he said some guy, uh, like when the store first opened, and this store is probably a good twenty years old mm-hmm. before I even started working there, the old one, and uh, he said like, uh. I don't know if he was messing with me or basically trying to tell me, like, don't go over there in times. Like, because when the trucks are backing up to the door, right, mm-hmm. um, when they, they unload the groceries and stuff, that big open gate door, he said, don't stand near there. Because he said a guy one time was standing there waiting for the truck to back up, and he, uh, like, slipped and fell forward as the truck was backing up, and it crushed his neck and snapped it. Oh, dang. Right? And I remember that same guy told my brother... Because he was training us to be stalkers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He just came, he went to store to store, store and train stalkers to do what they do and then he left. He was saying that, uh, don't mess around in the back because you can get killed. Because he says, like, the forklift thing that, um, we used to pick up pallets and put up in the higher shelves and stuff like that. Someone was actually impaled that one time. Oh my gosh. But yeah, he told me that if you see anything, like, spooky or something like that or see something flying around, it might be that. And I was like, all right. Oh, dang. <laughs> but yeah, there is, there's, uh, there's stuff that goes on in places like that. I never saw anything when I worked there. Granted, I worked in the back and I worked overnight. Uh-huh. But Gabe told me one time that our brother said he was stalking on a night by himself. Um, and he thought I was in the freezer. Like, he also, he was freaked out because he saw someone who looked like me standing in the freezer. Guess where we, we put our stock and mm-hmm. stuff because you worked the frozen department. Yeah. And he saw 
someone standing in the freezer and he thought it was me. And he goes, Isaac, what are you doing here? Right? Because I was supposed to be off. Yeah. And he walks over because, I mean, it was like hazy or something. So I, he, he walked over to see like where it was and like there's no one there. Mm. Right? And he goes, what the fuck? He even texted me. He's like, were you at the store? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I was, I was in my room. I was just like a good 30 minutes away drive. Yeah. And he was like, I just saw someone in the fucking freezer. I was like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And that, like, with my story, I had another one more before I like move on to actual people's like encounters. But, um, I remember, okay. So, I will give it this, that we did work, like, in an area where there was, like, no, like, in the parking lot one time, they busted a meth lab that was in the back of someone's truck or something. I don't know. But your warrant? Yeah. And there was actually one time, I think, where (laughs) they, a backpack was left and they were freaking out about it because, you know, like, we've actually, we actually had bomb threats at our store before at that Walmart. And so they were freaking out about it and ended up having a bunch of cocaine in it. (laughs) so like that gives you kind of like where i worked like it it i mean there was people that obviously weren't bad and walmart honestly from working there has people from the richest of rich shop there because even like rich people will shop there to like the poorest of poor so you have kind of like a mixture of people anyways Hello, sir. I, I might ask you what a Dr. Pepper is. Yeah. No, I'm and, not kidding. And you got walking in. Hey, you got that Mountain Dew? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a huge, like, gap. Like, um, but, so. I'm saying Dr. Pepper's sophisticated Mountain Dew's not. It just. Yeah. I like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Anyways. So, I worked customer service. And so I saw a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of stuff. Anyways. And for those of you that don't know, Walmart sells kegs. I don't know if they still do, but they sell kegs. Anyways, so, and Walmart is very, if something ha, like if you don't do the paperwork right and something happens to those people, they come for you. They don't come for Walmart, which I think is a bunch of shit, but you know, whatever. Um, anyways, so I was working there with somebody. Um, someone was with me and it was like 10 o'clock at night and we see this guy walking and he's pacing back and forth and he's scratching himself, right? Like profuse, like just like scratching and he's like growling. He's like, like it, it's very weird. And so she's like, oh, hell no, I'm not dealing I'm not dealing with this, Megan. You're going to have to take this. I am not. And so he starts walking back and forth and like scratching himself. And it literally, like if someone was turning into a werewolf, this would be it. Like he, like you can hear him cracking his bones. Like it, it was, and he does that for a good 15 minutes. And then he runs, runs to me and goes, like he's still growling, still doing that thing. And I was like, can I, can I help you? And he was like, I want to buy a keg. I want to buy a keg. And I'm thinking in my head, there is no way I am selling you a keg. Like there's no way. Like you're on something or something is wrong. Like I am not sending, selling security. Security. No. And so I, I made up an excuse. I said, Oh, for kegs, we have to get it signed off by our, our assistant manager. And so I said, if you could wait like right over there, um, you know, I'll get him to come down, which in truth, I was going to get him to come down because I was not selling this keg. I am not going to get back. It's not coming back to me. Mm. And so anyway, so we see him. He's still like, it literally sounded like he was breaking his bones. Like it was the scariest thing I've ever witnessed. And. He goes up to the cooler where we had like the Aquafina waters, and I kid you not, downs five Aquafina bottles in like a matter of seconds. Like, and I'm like, what the freaking hell, this guy? And so the manager comes down, and I told him about the whole situation. He says he has an ID, but I don't feel comfortable selling it to him. You can put your name on this because of, because I said, well, what do you think? He's like, well, we're going to sell it to him if he's got the right thing. I was like, no, 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 no. It's in the handbook that if, if someone looks intoxicated, you do not have to sell them alcohol. And I am not putting my name on this. You need to put your name. And so, 
Uh, I said, you can handle the whole thing. I'm not doing it. I'm, I don't feel comfortable. It's in the handbook. If I don't feel comfortable selling something, I don't have to. So anyways, so he calls the guy over and he's still growling. And the manager has every intention of selling him the keg and asked for his ID. His ID was a passport that expired in 1996. And he's still doing nothing. He's like, I'll go back and get my stuff. Like it, it, it was the most bizarre thing. Granted, he never came back. Thank the Lord. But, uh, our cryptoid listeners are extremely intrigued. <laughs> like I've never, and he was like dirty and it looked like he had been, like he was, he was a white guy, but like he looked like he had been sunburned very, very bad. Like he reminded me cause I was really into watching the witches of East end, like that show that came out. And there was a situation where they trapped this guy in a, in a desert painting. And when he came out he was like bright red, that's what he looked like. And it was insane. Like, I've never heard, like, even the girl that I was with was freaking out. She was like, what is making that sound? That sounds like bones are breaking. And I was like, I don't know, but that dude's a werewolf. (laughs) He's turning. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know. And like, obviously drugs will make you do some crazy things, but like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he was coherent. Like he was answering the questions. But I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Mm. Yeah, as I was saying, our <laughs> our uh, our um, we call it our cryptoid listeners are like, well, and what and what else? And yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. that's like that's a werewolf. That's, where 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 are you guys located? You know? Yeah, and he had, and I specifically remember his eyes. His eyes were like really, really light brown, but they were I don't know. It was it, it was weird. Like, I've never witnessed a werewolf or anything like that, but that would be literally the closest thing I would imagine would happen. Because, like, on, like, I don't know, the originals or Vampire Diaries, when the guy, when Tyler would change into a werewolf, that's what it reminded me of. Like, it, his veins were busting out. Like, it, it just did not. You might have told me that, but I don't remember. Yeah, because I remember my friend that was with me, because she was getting ready to leave, and she was like, Megan, what the hell was that? And I was like, I I don't know. She's like, I freaking hate this job. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's just one. Okay, so now I'm going to actually go on away from our experiences to actual people's. So, so far I, I, I did find a lot, so I kind of narrowed it down. Um, if I do a blog post, like recapping this episode, I'll put more stories out there and possibly some more on, um, Instagram because there is a lot. Um, but obviously Reddit has a lot of stories. Everyone comes to share their shit. Yeah. But there was a specific person like six years ago that was asking for stories like this mm. and they got a shit ton. So a lot of the first couple of stories are from like six years ago. Um, but this guy, he was a park ranger and I thought it was interesting. Of course, the very first episode or not episode, but the very first um, story I got was from North Carolina. Mm. Um, Mount Sterling, and I think I did the distance, and I think it's like a three, four hours away from us. It's closer to Charlotte, I think. Um, from what I remember. So this was like 2015, and this is from like a uh, kind of like a park ranger guy. Um, yeah. Um, and yes. Okay, sorry. So this is. Don't laugh because his his username is funny, but he is like he posts really serious posts, but yet his Reddit name is his name is uh Senor Puffy Pants. <laughs> I don't know. I think that okay. But he's he's being serious. Like okay. Yeah, so it's a name like that. Okay, here's a story. I once led a trip to the top of Mount Sterling in North Carolina. It's a tough climb to get to the top and about six miles from the nearest road. I was leading a group of eight middle school kids and had one co-instructor. We were camping out on top of the mountain, and it was a beautiful night with a full moon. The kids and other co-instructor went to bed in their tents. I chose to spend the night in the hammock that night. I was really into a book I was reading, so I stayed up and read till about 10.30 p.m. I turned my headlamp off to settle in for the night. Everything around me was rather bright from the moon and from the position I was in. I could see down the trail we had hiked to get to the top. I laid there enjoying the scenery and noticed something moving on the trail. 
Bears are common in the area, so I perked up. As it got closer, I could tell it was a person. We were in the middle of nowhere, and there was someone hiking up the trail with no headlamp or any gear. I was just frozen, watching this person move closer to our camp. They arrived at the top of the mountain where we were and just stopped. I watched as what appeared to be a man surveyed our camp. I really could see, I could really only see the outline of him. He stood there for what seemed like 30 minutes, but may have been 10. He then turned and sat down under a tree facing our camp. He was sitting up in a way that I knew he wasn't trying to sleep. He just sat there staring at our camp. I had no idea what to do. I decided to wait it out and I waited, just staring at the man while he stared at my camp. This went on to about 3.30 a.m. Then he stood up, took a minute to survey my camp a few minutes longer, and then went back down the trail he came up on. I, to this day, have no idea what that was all about, but it freaked me out. I was so paranoid that we were being followed for the rest of the trip. Dun, dun, dun. So it, it was a person. It wasn't like paranormal-wise that, I mean, it could be. Who knows? Um, But that just tells you, like, it can be a bit freaky. Like, I can only imagine, like, park ranger stuff that they really do see. Mm. The stories I've heard from not just ranger experiences, but camper people camping in the woods yeah. and stuff like that, even hiking stories, it makes me not want to ever go in the woods, or at least not in the woods, Now, want to hike or camp in the woods. Yeah, no. Like, I, you want to go go camping. I like, uh Well, no. not, like, like, camping. Like, I'd rather, I like, stay in an actual log cabin. Like, not out with tents, but, like, log cabin. Well, we're in the middle of the woods, but we could actually defend ourselves if worst case scenario. But yeah, yeah. There's a story I heard one time, and I guarantee you can find it online somewhere. Um, what was that? I was about an alien experience with a camp. Uh, uh, we call it um, yeah. a park ranger. Yeah, a new park ranger dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, be Busta. That's yeah. right. Uh, B-E dot Busta. Um, he has a story with a, uh, a park ranger that he narrates. And all his stories he narrates are pretty cool because people send them into him and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I would look at that one like park ranger story. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there there's a lot of YouTuber, like YouTube videos on it. Mm-hmm. Like there is a lot. There's a lot out there. So I'll, I'll post on Instagram and stuff ways to see more stories. Because I think this topic is interesting because, you know, you go to work, you just think you're doing your job and, and to witness some of this stuff. And this is not even stories from people that work at haunted locations, you know? So this is just like people that like doctors and stuff like that that have experienced stuff. But the next story is um, from the same forum. They, this was another story that was posted. Um and it's kind of one of the things that, like, is it paranormal? Is it not? So this one was by a Redditor called Genesis Pro Tech, and it was also from about six years ago, so that would make it about, like, 2015. And here's the story. There's a group of teens that haven't been heard from after their scheduled return time from a camping trip. A coworker and I head out in the direction the teens had set off in. We had been hiking for most of the day and seen nothing. We were about 35 uh, kilometers into the woods, or kilometers, I'm sorry, I suck, (laughs) into the woods at this point when we start noticing odd things. Sticks carved like spears stuck into the ground, weird carvings in the trees, a child stuffed animal hanging from a noose in a tree. This place was nowhere near any roads. It wasn't on the regular trails people would go on in the area. The really eerie thing was that everything was freshly carved. Somebody had been there within a couple of hours of us and made these things. Mind you, we're still looking for these teens. We kept on hiking and eventually made camp for the night, still kind of on edge from what we had seen earlier, but we settled down anyways and we went to sleep. We get up with the sunrise, hoping to cover more ground before it gets too hot. We pack up the gear and get ready to go when I notice a bit of a shirt had been caught on a small tree and ripped through with some shoe prints. We were thinking, great, maybe we're close by to the teens when a radio call comes in. The teens had just been found 20 kilometers. Why do I have a hard time saying this? Kilometers. 
uh, east of us, and they're calling, call, calling everybody back. All of those weird things we had seen from the day before came flooding back into my mind, and we wasted no time running and hiking out of those woods. So. So. Weird people in the woods. So I think, and I, I still am on this theory that national parks, I mean, I know we've covered missing 411, Mm. but I'm telling you, there is something crazy. Um, This isn't really paranormal. This is more like true crime, but I know there was a TikToker that had said that uh, it's not getting any kind of like news or any kind of thing like that about this group of men that are cannibals that were killing people in national forest and eating them. So there's no bodies. So, and then, and it was like, they, they captured the guys and like when they, when the police went in, they said it was like horrific, like how you would like, you know, like debone like, um, animals and like harvest animals essentially mm. it, they were doing that with humans and they were eating them and it was a national forest and i still think that i mean there is tons and tons of people that go missing in national forest and i mean hundreds of people so there's Nothing something caves and stuff yeah there's so, there's yeah. something there is something I, um, I just I remembered remembered one. Yeah, I think I told this before on ghost stories or my ghost stories or something like that. But it has to do with work, and it has to do with never work late um, in construction. Uh, I had a friend one time I worked in construction, and we were talking about ghost stuff because I was always into it when I was a kid, or mm-hmm. still am. But I I talked to it people all the time, and I think around the time when I worked construction, when I was like eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. I met this guy named Mick, and. Um, he, he told me that one time he went to go work in this person's house, mm-hmm. just, just installing doors. And they were moving in, right? They're, they're, they're like a rich family and stuff like that. And he knew them because he worked for their, worked for them previously and stuff like that. So he went over to their place late at night because he was, he got done with one job and he was doing this as a favor. So that's what he yeah. saved after work. Um, and he went in there. There's no one in there. He checked the house to see if they were there. No, I guess, I guess they weren't there yet or they didn't, weren't like coming in and checking anything out or not. So. He starts putting these doors together on the, on the, on the, on the, on the bottom floor, right? He puts one and puts another. He starts hearing talking and like laughing, and, like people like walking around. It's like, oh shit, they're, they're here. And go say, hey, goes upstairs, right? Opens the door. No one's there. Uh, right. Yeah. And I, and I say open the door and people are like, wait, I thought he's installing doors. There was doors upstairs. He was installing ones downstairs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he goes, all right, get some hearing shit. So he goes back downstairs. Starts putting more in, and he says he got less than like through putting in one. And he starts hearing again, talking, like almost walking around. People drinking, you hear clinking of glasses and stuff like that. And he's like, "What the fuck?" So he goes, "Are they playing a joke on me or something?" So he goes up there again. No one's there. Lights Jeez. are off. It's dark. You can see nobody. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. And he goes back downstairs, finishes his job because after he started again, he kept hearing it. So he just like, "I know there's no one up there. I'm gonna keep doing." And he keeps going and he keeps working, and he finally gets done and leaves. Right. And he ends up finding out later after talking to the actual owners and stuff like that. Like, oh, you heard stuff. Okay. Like, we were told it was haunted. Like, what? Oh <laughs> like, gosh. He's like, yeah, apparently the, the, the house, um, the upstairs was used for like big parties and stuff like that. So I guess you heard what, I guess a ghost party going on or something. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine like builders and stuff, like what they, like, you know, encounter. Well, what's funny is that Sometimes. I worked, uh, when I was living in Texas, I worked out on this house, this guy's house, but it originally was an old bank. Um, cause it was like on the business air end of the, the, the town. This town was like relatively old, right? Mm-hmm. And it was long sealed up afterwards. I guess it became a department store and he bought it to make it like his house or something or his place, which is really nice. But it was basically like a loft, essentially. Yeah. Big open area, really much rooms, except for like a few closets and stuff like that. But. When they were building, when they first installing, they broke, broke through a wall and, uh, they found, um, I guess what used to be the old safe. Mm-hmm. And he played, he, the owner played a joke on the news, I guess, saying they found a bunch of gold. Oh, wow. They didn't find nothing. They were just, they were just messing with them. <laughs> he used fake gold candy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, I just like old places like that. But like again, these places I went to, I, I guarantee you now if I go back, there might be a whole different situation. But yeah, yeah, 
Okay. So moving on, I thought it was interesting to, um, I had stumbled upon a website when I was doing the research about, um, it's like the top five spooky hotel ghost stories. And it was actually on a doctor's website. And I'm like, that's great. You <laughs> advertise that. It was like he kind of like did like a blog thing, but it was literally on the ortho spine of America, John G at Walter M MDPA website. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but they talked about like haunted hospital rooms, visits from past patients and basically just eerie encounters. So this one did give me kind of like the chills. And I feel like this is probably because hospitals are so like, they have so much death in them. I feel like this is probably one that resonates that like, at least like nurses have, have dealt with or like doctors have dealt with like similar situations. But this story is called the vanishing girl. Um, this story comes from a new nurse who got quite the introduction to the medical field one night. Working in the pediatric ward of the hospital, the nurse noticed a little girl standing near the nurse's station down the hallway. As the nurse started to walk towards the pig-tailed girl, asking her if she was lost or needed help, the girl up and vanished, completely disappeared. This wasn't the only sighting of the child. Other nurses had seen her in the ER, going in and out of patients' rooms, and even running through the halls of the hospital. Uh, we all have our theories, but this one was the most frightening uh, hospital ghost stories we've heard. So this kind of reminds me of, I don't, I don't know. And this is why I don't like hospitals and I could not work in healthcare, like at a hospital. It just would not work for me and my abilities. Um, but like, I know for me, even when I wasn't fully embracing my abilities and I'd go into a hospital, it would, it's, it's, it's heavy, 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 heavy. And, um, so there is specifically, there's one place in town that we take our son to, like when he's sick, it's kind of like an urgent care. Like everybody can kind of go there. They work with people that don't have insurance. So, you know, you got all walks of life. And every time for the life of me, I go into that building, my stomachs, I could be totally fine, but I, my stomach starts hurting. Like I've been like poisoned is what it feels like. And if I walk, when I walk in, I'm fine. When I walk out, I'm fine. But in between, I get very bad anxiety. Like the first time I was there, I had to sit in the bathroom because I thought I was going to throw up. Like it was bad. So I could just imagine like healthcare workers, like if I'm experiencing that, you know? Well, the thing about, you know, psychics, um, they have to be in the workforce and stuff like that. And especially if you deal with a lot of people, um, the energy you might feel off to him and you might give, need to give him a message, but you don't want to be a weirdo and say, Hey, uh, check on your grandma. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just imagine like the, uh, they almost, um, catch 22 when it comes to having ability and dealing with people all the time. Yeah. You got more stories. Okay. So the next one is, uh, police officers story. So, Thought Catalog, which I always plug them because I like their articles. Um, they had a 25 police officers on the, f on the frightening paranormal calls that they were forced to respond to. So this the next one is, I heard children's voices in an empty house. Okay. So I worked as a police officer in a small town in rural Nebraska. Back in the 90s, I was patrolling through town in winter. We had several abandoned houses in town, but one seemed to have the attraction of copper thieves. So we were told to keep an eye on it. Drove by it around 7 p.m. since it sat on a corner lot. I had a clear view of all four sides of the house. As I drove around the corner, nothing looked out of the ordinary. About two hours later, I drove by again and the back door was wide open. I knew that the back door was not open when I drove by it earlier. Looking at the snow on the ground and around the house, there were no footprints, so I thought, think, uh, what the heck? Call dispatch, tell them I'm investigating an open door at that address, and ask for a county sheriff to start, start out towards my way. I walk to the open door, pull out my flashlight, and shine it inside. The house had been obviously been gutted for the most part. The plaster walls had been torn down, debris piles everywhere. Since there were no footprints in the snow around the door other than mine, and with all of the dust on the floor not showing any footprints, I chalk it up that maybe the wind or maybe the door just opened on its own. I was about to secure the door when I heard a loud thump come from upstairs and what sounded like kids laughing. 
So I enter the house and yell out, Police department, come downstairs. More of what sounds like kids playing. I told dispatch that it sounds like there are kids in the house and I start making my way through the kitchen into the living room where the stairs are. All the while cautiously checking the main floor. Two more times I hear something upstairs. But since I've had no response, I start thinking maybe it's an animal. Still, I hear what I'd swear were kids laughing. I head upstairs and all gets quiet. The upstairs is relatively small with a hallway at the top of the stairs that have has one bedroom on the right. One straight ahead on the end of the hall and a bedroom on the left. As I get to the top of the stairs, I hear a thump in the bedroom on the left. I carefully peek around the door and it's an empty room with a small pile of plaster and wood debris in the middle. No kidding, sitting on top of the pile of de- debris was a page torn out of a children's book with a picture of a police officer on it. Mm. The hair stood up on the back of my neck. I got out of that room, quickly cleared the other rooms upstairs, and got the F out of there. Told no, told dispatch nobody was in the house, locked the back door, and never went back there again. <laughs> Jeez, could you imagine? It's, it's kind of sounded like the beginning of a uh, Halloween. Which one? The last, the newest one. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> um... Literally, there is hundreds of nursing home situations, hospitals, asylum, pediatric ward situations. I don't. So, I, don't I don't think it was that loud. Okay, can we not? Okay, let's just go. Um, <laughs> and it, it goes back with the with the idea too of when you, and, and this is specifically for like the police stories, like when you experience something crazy paranormal like you can't like you call the police because you think oh they can help me but like you said with that lorraine warren quote where it's like you know you can't call the police you can't call you know Mm. for that and the and the one specific case that makes me think about this is the demon house with zach bagans and all that like he made the documentary Mm. because those police officers and you know the 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 caseworker the social worker um had to deal with that but before i kind of because i wanted to touch on that a little bit but before i got um into that this was actually from um an article that i stumbled upon on payscale.com and it was seven scariest ghost stories and this one was actually from a pilot which i thought was interesting um, because, you know, like I said, when I think about like work encounters, I think, okay, well, like hospital people are going to deal with a lot of stuff, policemen, park rangers, but I wouldn't have thought of a pilot. So this is his story. I'm a technician for a major airline. I can't really say the name, but I was working on a second validation of recent upgrades to the cowling. That's the metal part that covers the engines. A few flights had come in with the new cowling slightly loose, so not a huge issue. But in this business, everything gets checked and checked again until we understand it. Anyhow, while I'm at that, I look over and see this guy dressed in a pilot's uniform messing around with the aerofoil. Something seemed off to me about him, but besides that, there shouldn't have been anybody other than mechanics there. Regardless, as I was walking over to him, I realized what it was that was off about him. His uniform was way too old, as in out-of-date old. I asked him the usual sort of, what the heck are you doing here? Can I help you with something? Question. He didn't even look at me, just answered. You're looking in the wrong place, then walked off. I informed the airport police as soon as he walked off, but he was already gone. We checked the security footage together, and to my total embarrassment, I was standing there at the wing, talking to nobody. After my shift, I'm telling my sister the story, still pretty weirded out by the whole thing, and she shows me an article. An article about Eastern Airlines Flight 401. I swear to God, the guy on the right in the photograph of the article is the guy I spoke to. No idea what to make of this whole thing, but I guess I chalked it up to something paranormal, and it's not going to put, and after that, didn't put too much thought into it. Um, but that was also a, and, uh, th- that was from Reddit and it was by a Redditor, Achilles 12. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. You mean I've been to the airport a couple of times? Mm-hmm. I no, never felt no. anything. Yeah. I try to like think of like stuff a bit. A lot of stuff we experience, funny enough, we haven't really done much after we have these abilities. I remember you were talking about wanting to do a trip to New York, and I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we have right some haunted locations. It's a little Italy, like the festival that's there. Yeah. I saw a bunch of videos on cannolis and was like, uh. Because <laughs> we have a pastry shop that's good here that like reminds me of like pastries up north. But, uh, it's like an hour away, and I don't know why we never end up going, so. These are really... Okay, so this is switching, and I actually have a little bit of experience with this, but this is switching almost to true crime for a little bit. Um, It's not so much paranormal, but it's when you run into something or, or put in a situation where it's almost like your life flashes before your eyes. Um, So this was also on that Payscale website, and it was from a Reddit user called Amanda Twisted. Um, so here's her story. I was working in a convenience store, 19 years old, single mom. Luckily this day I wasn't alone because my manager was working. This guy came in, walked around and then went back to his back to pump his gas, then drove off without paying. I got the tag number, called the police per policy and didn't expect anything to come from it because that's what always happens gas thief just wasn't a priority to the police department to my surprise less than an hour later an officer walks in and asked me to identify the guy which i did i really didn't think too much of it just happy they caught the butt crack guy <laughs> i said that because they use asshole but i just thought that was okay just <laughs> butt sorry. crack guy. I yeah. that that sounds weird than just an asshole sorry butt crack okay, guy he's okay. a butt crack guy <laughs> What? Yeah, okay, a, he, this he's, he's a terrible person. He's a butt crack guy. <laughs> now we have a new sticker. Thank you, butt crack guy. I'm just trying to refrain from cussing. He's gonna be on a shirt, butt crack guy. <laughs> Stop acting like, like a, a butt, butt crack, crack guy. guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you turn this. This is supposed to be serious, Isaac. Well, don't say butt crack guy. Just say <laughs> asshole. Oh my gosh. Okay, so back to the story. Just happy they caught the asshole. I went on about my business, went home, got on with my life. The next day, the manager calls me early, tells me that she saw the guy who I identified on the news. He was wanted for two counts of murder. He had murdered a female jogger, no apparent motive, and a convenience store clerk that he had kidnapped after robbing her. I assumed she was mistaken because that just seemed way too crazy, something I did helping catch a murderer just seemed unlikely later that day the officer came by and told me it was true and he thanked me without the tag number they may have not have caught him until he had hurt more women she also told me that the reason that the police caught him quickly was the car was stolen then the officer told me the scariest part of all coming in and walking around the store is exactly the same thing he did before the robbery and kidnapping of the second woman he murdered I will never know exactly why he didn't rob me or worse. I assume it was because my manager was there, which was unusual. I'm just grateful for whatever it was. So something like that happened similar to me. Um, I had worked funny enough, still Walmart customer service. And uh, it was when I was like starting to gain weight and my wedding or wedding bands was fitting kind of snug so i would wear it around my neck instead and one of the, uh, this guy comes up and he is like hey can i or, oh no he's not like hey but he's like can i get your number and i'm like and i ignore it because i'm like i'm trying to do your transaction just you know leave me alone I'm, i don't like just stop you know and second the second time he forcefully says hey can i get your number and I'm like, no, I'm married. And he goes, well, I don't see a ring. I don't see a ring. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't have to explain to you why you don't see a ring. And I don't have to it was like tell you why I don't feel comfortable giving you my number. But you're not getting my number. And he was super pissed, super livid, like told the manager on me that I was being rude and everything else. Long story short, uh, about two or three weeks later, the same guy was had a mug shot. For beating the crap out of a girl. So. Yeah, Mary told me that. And I was like, where is he? I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah. 
go with your gut. I wouldn't have given him, obviously, because I'm married. But at the time, like, because like, you could tell, because, like, when I said no, like, he forcefully was like, why? Why? And I'm like, first of all, you're not my type. <laughs> so. You know, butt crack guy story. <laughs> my gosh, yeah. He was he was definitely a butt crack guy. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, any, any more stories that I have left over? Because I think we're getting to that time. Um, any stories I have left over, I'll post on a blog post, like recapping this episode, because I'm starting to do that where I will recap an episode. So any information that we find maybe later after the episode airs or um, like maybe we didn't mention um, we got sidetracked in the episode or something like that. I will do a separate blog post kind of going over that kind of stuff. So any stories that I have left over, I'll post them to Instagram and also post on to um, the blog post. But I did want to say, because I did want to go over the whole demon house thing about how that case for the social worker and for the um, guy was intense. Um, for those of you that don't know about the demon house, it was like a really bad situation. That well, you need, I think you watched the uh, the documentary movie that Zach did on uh, Amazon Prime, if you have it. I think it's also on Hulu. Yeah. And there's actually articles, like, before I even stumbled upon this, there was articles, um, like, there was an actual news news thing um, called, uh, it was like, PA State Police Respond to Demonic Forces Report in Sus- Saskatchewan, Pennsylvania. It's, it's, it's a big one. Uh, Pennsylvania. Um, they said the, the homeowner called the police to report that demonic forces is monitoring his home. State police say the original call on September 22nd was for people trespassing on the property turned out to be unfounded, but they recommended that the homeowner seek private paranormal investigative services, which I think is kind of funny <laughs> that they actually refer. And this was recent. This was like in, yeah, October 7th, 2021. Interesting. Um, but. I found leading to that came up to the whole demon house thing. Um, and basically the, so police captain Charles Austin still says it was the strangest story that they had ever encountered. A 36 year old veteran of the Gary police department originally thought the family made up everything of the supernatural occurrences and demonic possessions. After several visitations to their home and interviews with witnesses, he told the U S today, he was a believer. This led to one of the most unusual cases ever handled by the department of child services. And the one thing that it said in the article, for some reason it was really adamant about is like the whole case started with this, flies like the usa today article was like it all started with flies no, i remember one of so. the things they they, they 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 said over and over again was like um while in the in the house uh they witnessed one of the boys the young boys crawl the wall backwards Ugh. Mm. right yeah like crawl up the wall backwards yeah like how would you even respond to that like what the fuck charles because yeah, it was underneath the witnessing of a social worker yeah. Uh, a cop and a nurse. Yeah, because I think the kid actually got taken away. Did they get taken away or no? No. At they, first, they... They thought it might be child abuse and stuff like that, but after what they witnessed, they knew it was, this is not, this is out yeah. of the mother's hand. She is not the problem. And they basically just told the family to leave. Yeah. Which they ended up doing. Yeah. Um, But I remember the Demon House uh, documentary that Zach did. They brought one of the girls back to there and she got affected, like, instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which you got, I, I was just watching that, but as I say, when I suggest watching that, have some kind of protection on your TV or your phone. Oh yeah. Cause whatever they recorded that night is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, did you see that new thing where I, sometimes I don't understand why, I guess maybe to get people to believe, but Zach has a new show coming, not show. It's like, I think part of ghost adventures. But it's this doll, if you look into her eyes, like, people have, have, even from, I guess she's in the Haunted Museum, even from, like, in the, in the, in the picture that he has, like, advertising for it, he has her blurred out. But, like, it keeps annoying me because it keeps popping up on my For You thing. Oh, I've seen it. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want that. Well, not for me anyway, but. I don't want, (laughs) you know, I don't want anything from that. I already am dealing with these. But they have the eyes blackout, but people have said, even just watching the thing, they've gotten stuff. So, 
you haven't looked into putting protection like on your phone or on the back of your TV, look into that because it helps. It really does. Yeah. It really does help. It <clears throat> prevents anything from coming through. And we're going to have an episode later on about paranormal and the technology and why that happens, why things can come through and all of that. And how my ability can be useful over Zoom and FaceTime and yeah. actually have practice learning to pull things through people's phones. Yep. And I'll go more in depth on that episode about that. Yeah. Um, but our um, next episode is the Halloween episode. Yes. So. Which um, is an interesting one to begin with. Yes. So that one, we are going to try and investigate and give you guys a uh, paranormal like investigation with Shadow Walker Paranormal. But wait, wait, wait. We're talking about us like doing a live? No, no, no. We're going to do like. Like our next investigation, what I thought, because the whole week of Halloween and stuff like that, that yeah. we could do a live from uh, our phone so people can actually see us in an investigation, a live yeah. investigation, stuff like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we get a chance to investigate this week, we'll do that. We'll make an announcement beforehand yeah. so you can tune in and watch. And what I'm going to try to do is rig uh, my phone so you get to see my point of view, and then Megan will rig- have her phone. So you can see her point of view. Yeah. And the way we'll do it is like, I'll be hitting the shadows live or you'll be shadow walk a paranormal or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's just a plan we hopefully can do. That's, but yeah. the actual episode. The actual episode is we're going to bring shadow walker paranormal, the rest of the gang on. And, um, we're going to basically talk all things Halloween, paranormal investigating, like what we've experienced and definitely a, a more laid back episode and just like having fun type of thing. Yeah, so it's going to be all four of us yes. uh, on the team talking. Yes. Hopefully Megan talks because she's mostly the one that's nervous all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but she will. <laughs> she'll she'll be comfortable. So. And, like, we'll talk about, like, Halloween's past, why Halloween is, you know, cool with us and memories and mixed in with the whole paranormal investigating thing. Yeah. So when you listen to this episode, mm-hmm. right, um, which I think is, what, Monday? Today's Monday? Yes. Yes. When people are listening to this anyway. Um, and then Wednesday, you have the bonus episode, uh, release with Believe in the Bazaar. So look forward to that because we have an interesting conversation that I didn't expect to happen with them. Anyway, um, and then, uh, Friday will be the, uh, uh, Halloween episode. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, I think that will be it. And by that time, hopefully, uh, we'll start announcing, uh, next month and stuff like that, all the things we get planned to do. And actually more bonus episodes. Probably all the way till uh, Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually got a lot of interviews. I actually got a lot of interviews lined up with some uh, people that are relatively TikTok famous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And hopefully I can get uh, other people that we've tried to get in the past, but were unavailable. Yeah. That's our whole goal in November, December is to basically get anybody that we've wanted to get in the the past year, but just schedules haven't lined up. So... Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. But I uh, look forward to that, guys. As always, you can check our social media, uh, our, our Instagram at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast, our Twitter at Hidden in the Shah 6, uh, TikTok at Hidden in the uh, Podcast 2, um, or if links to all our social media, you go to Hidden in the Shadows Podcast.com, which has links to all our social media, all our uh, ways you can listen to us, and also links to our merch store where you can actually buy some shirts and shit. So, um, Look forward to that. And now I have a new design, which we still have to get designed for the Burly Man bottom belt. We've kind of been slacking yeah. on that. But um, now we have a new sticker or shirt of uh, the butt crack guy. Don't be a butt crack guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was a butt crack guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or a butt Is crack girl. Sca- but, yeah, don't be a butt crack person. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's always me that comes up with this stinking stuff, yeah. too. You did Burly Man Bottom Belch, and now you did Butt Crack Guy. Yeah. Butt I just guy. was trying to avoid using a cuss <laughs> word too much, because I know we were... Like, some people are like, eh, you cuss too much. And so... I I, I don't think we swear. I don't think often. not as bad. Yeah. There's some some podcasts out there like, oh. Uh, but anyway, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Yes. In a cold 